conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. What special keepsake did I buy myself at the BravoCon Bravo Bazaar? None other than the voice of Luann De La Seps. Yes, as you can tell by the tenor of my voice, I gave BravoCon everything. And I hope you enjoy this special 1947-hour special BravoCon recap episode of AG. And you know, when you're done or during it, buy yourself some Andy's Girls merch. How better to remember an experience that you may or may not have attended, but are certainly a part of by putting an Andy's Girls sweater on yourself. Winter is coming. And so is a fun little package if you buy yourself a little baby onesie at Tee Public. O-M- FG. The description of this week's episode includes a link to buy that sweet, sweet merch. I loved seeing it on so many AGs at BravoCon. And let me tell you, those people are the best dressed. Can I please tell you how fucking terrific those t-shirts are, the hoodies, the notebooks, write down all your feels about this week's app. Hopefully all good things, all good things about what Sarah says. Oh my God, stickers, buttons, baby onesies. Were babies allowed at BravoCon? I don't know. I do not know. But I felt like a baby at the end, being reborn after that experience. You know, BravoCon was epic. It was history. I gave everything to ensuring that I was fully in the spirit of that wonderful, sweet, loving place. It was truly amazing. And, you know, so is an Andy, Andy's Girl sticker. So do yourself a favor. Click the link to purchase in this week's episode. Enjoy that sweet, sweet merch in this week's AG. I've got plenty of time for BravoCon, not your attitude. All I've eaten for three days is Lay's Poppables and my guts are on fire. (laughs) You guys. 
You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 100. Go fuck yourself. I don't know. It's in, it's in the 130s. Um, my voice sounds like I've been hit by a car. And I'm so excited to be the undead on the People's People's Couch, joined by none other than His Holiness, Brian James Moylan, writer, master, president of the Real Housewives Institute, recapper, novelist for New York Magazine, <laughs> Vulture, and also book author with Erica Jane. And now yeah. Brian James Moylan himself himself i can't talk brian i'm dead how are you i'm good i am also dead i don't even drink but after a long BravoCon weekend i feel hungover yeah i feel like i might have even reached my bravo saturation <laughs> point which i didn't think was possible until the monday after BravoCon. i honestly there was one point where i was like i can't ever i said this i said to you i said to somebody else i was like this is the series finale of andy's girls this week like <laughs> i really i i was in the middle of a panel and i remember thinking to myself because i detached from my body i was like i don't know that i can ever talk about this <laughs> again which is like i feel like i i honestly feel like i maybe broke my foot and i was in little booties all weekend i don't know what i think i've broken every bone in my body but I don't need bones anymore because my entire being is just filled with light bravo. and joy and bravo 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 <laughs> so holy I, I I so first off it is literally the morning after BravoCon. Yes. So, like, let's take a step back. I want to go through the weekend. I want to go through your rose and your thorn, maybe for every day. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go along. Got it. This episode is obviously heavily scripted. But <laughs> I want to, like, get your thoughts. What's your relationship with Bravo now? You are the president of the Real Housewives Institute, the creator, the founder, yes. the CEO, the COO, the head of HR. <laughs> all, all of the above, essentially. All of the above. So you are known and renowned in the Bravo um, universe. Yes. And certainly Bravo knows you. Andy knows you. Yes. You worked on Erica Jane's book and, in fact, co-wrote it with her. Is that yes. accurate? And was on the show. And was on the show. When we were working on it. Exactly. When she was wearing sunglasses inside. She was wearing sunglasses inside because her eye was messed up. (laughs) Like Ashley Darby's? We'll get to it. Yeah. Like (laughs) Ashley Darby's. And that's what I thought of. And I was like, oh, that's like when Eric had her sunglasses inside. (laughs) Because I was going to make fun of Ashley Darby. And then I was like, oh, Oh, okay. She had a little red eye, you guys. Yeah. She maybe flew here from a red eye and while on the flight got a red eye. Yeah. But, Um, I mean, the sunglasses does not excuse the rest of the outfit. However. I... We'll get to it. We'll <laughs> okay, get to it. Okay, sorry. Um, you guys need to just check out both of our social because we did a lot of um, posts and craziness throughout the weekend. I'm going to continue posting for like a while more. I saved some nuggets. Um, but anyway, so they announced BravoCon. Yes. Tickets go on sale, sell out essentially before they went on sale. Like they sell yes. out in three seconds. Yeah. For like, like the weekend long passes. For the weekend weekend long passes. And then I don't even, I don't actually do not know the pricing. And then, so, and then they had tickets went on sale for, in for Saturday and Sunday only. And that, and then, cause when they went on sale for the weekend passes, like the, 
the super VIP was like $700 and the VIP was like $500 and the three day was like $300 or something like that. And I was like, Oh my God, nobody is going to pay all this money. Like I have time. And then they sold out in like a minute and I was like, Oh fuck. So then when they were going on sale for the individual days, I was like, refresh, 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 refresh. And, um, got a ticket for Sunday only. But when I bought my ticket for Sunday, you could also buy tickets for uh, Watch What Happens Live. So I bought a ticket to the Watch What Happens Live taping, and I went to that, and I um, was sitting next to these nice women, and I was I got up to get a drink, and I said, oh, do either of you want anything from the bar? And she's like, oh, I'd like a vodka soda, whatever. Let me give you money. I was like, no, don't worry. I'll take care of it. So I went, bought her a drink came and sat back down and, you know, start chatting with her. And she's from the town next to where I grew up in Connecticut. And we're just like talking. And then she was like, oh, I have an extra wristband, like weekend long wristband. Do you want it? What? And I was like, uh, yeah, because I told her I only had a ticket for Sunday. So she gave me a three day wristband. So I went on Saturday um, (laughs) with her wristband (laughs) Which was general admission. And then I had a VIP wristband for uh, Sunday. I did not know that. That is like the most wonderful vodka soda that you have ever purchased. I mean, best $20 I ever spent. (laughs) Yeah. So this woman told me. Oh, yeah. Give me scoop. She knows somebody who makes bots, like internet bots that do shit on the internet. I'm pretending that's not a robot. It's not a robot. It's like code that you can get to um, do things like the Russians make bots to like tweet shit at people. So he made a bot to purchase her tickets for BravoCon and she ended up with more tickets than she needed. That is incredibly smart. Yes. And, you know, when tickets went on sale, there was all this talk of scalpers and tickets going on Subhub and how they were only selling so many tickets because so many people got shut out. And everyone I talked to, with the exception of one person, I probably asked 20, 30 people, um, got their tickets just online, just bought them. And then I talked to one pair of girls who bought tickets from a scalper. How and much, that was it. How much did they pay? What was the premium? They paid uh, $500 each for two one-day passes. Which would no, which were I think like a hundred dollars, one hundred fifty dollars. We were like talking to somebody at Lou's show last night who came with a friend from somewhere in the in the United States, and I think they paid like six k. No way! They did the full like super VIP. Yep. Plus flights. Yep. Plus oh yes. Tra- plus hotel. Yep. Plus add-ons. Plus food and drink while they were here. And I was like, $6,000 doesn't make sense. And then I started adding it up in my head. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Depending on what hotel they were at and where exactly. It was somewhere in like the domestic US. Like, I don't know. Is that the word, the phrase for? Yeah. Um, I don't. Well, like (laughs) literally, my my plane ticket from London was like $500. I'm staying here. Which is cheap. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, My. Sort uh, of. I mean, it's 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 average. It's average. Yeah. And then uh, my hotel, I'm here for a week. My hotel room is like $200 a night. So, and then I 
spent five hundred dollars plus twenty for the fucking soda that got me tickets on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, it adds up. But yeah, and everyone, I there were a few. I only talked to a few people from New York. So everybody was staying in hotels in town. Like, right. Yeah. It was interesting to see. I've had this conversation on AG for the last several years, but also ongoing for a while about what the breakdown is of housewife fans. And I think that because, I mean, you obviously live abroad, but you are, you know, right. a New Yorker. So I think that a lot of people in our little New York bubble just assumed that there was a larger fan base, that it was like m- more weighted from like an exponential value toward gay men, young, progressive, whatever. Yes. And that is obviously a huge part of the audience, but there is another demographic that we just don't necessarily have access to living where we are. And that's what I saw, you know. Yes. Definitely in the demographic of the attendees, which were, white women from the midwest yes young ish but also like people coming mother daughter yes excited to be there and they were the ones who would like genuinely put down that cash money and it was like yeah i would say it was white women 25 to 50 yeah a handful of gays handful just a handful and an even smaller handful of husbands and boyfriends i saw almost not a single husband or boyfriend i talked to a few but there so there was like this one couple i talked to they're from lubbock texas he's a construction worker obsessed with him already and like loves bravo yeah and it came with his wife i talked to another guy who's a nurse who bought tickets secretly for his wife for their anniversary because they both love bravo and then you know brought her to new york for their anniversary and yeah but he was just as into it as she was it was interesting to me because i felt like that probably influenced the locations that were used for different panels because i think bravo i mean obviously they know all of like the demos of the ratings and everything else, but it felt like they had a really good idea of which shows to hype and to put in like the very, very large spaces. Yes. Which one to put in the medium, which one to do as like an adjacent space. And I think they like hit it right on the mark with that. Which I, cause I was surprised because Atlanta obviously is the most popular one. Exactly. And it was in the medium sized space. But I think it's because there were hardly any African-Americans there. And, you know, there are obviously tons of white people that watch Atlanta, too. But I figured Atlanta would be in the big room with Beverly Hills and New York and New Jersey. And it was not. And Orange County was in the big room, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was fascinating to me. But I have to say, so... um AGs, there were a couple different spaces that were used. There was a space called Skylight Modern that had the Real Housewives um, Museum, which was crazy. Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was amazing. I have to say, Bravo did an unbelievably exceptional job of connecting straight to the heart of what people love about Bravo and love about the show. And they had specifics of everything in every way that was represented. So you felt like you were inside of this world the whole weekend. So they had Skylight Modern that had one of the spaces for panels that was like beautifully decorated with like a flower wall that had whatever the fuck it had. Yeah. And like neon, um, 
lights that say like who gonna check me boo right yeah phenom and so that's where the museum was which we walked through and had like it looked like you were walking into like like Anna Wintour would give it yeah it looked like an exhibit in the Met or like an an upscale museum and they had the bunny they had Tamara's breast implants they had a bunch of reunion dresses they had the fish from the fish room I mean, a, a photo cap without wall. a badge. Every every um, housewife cast on a photo wall, on the yep. photo wall. And everything was positioned like under glass, like genuine museum style with like the little card with the explanation with the year, with the yes. form of whatever. Lisa Rinna's bag of pills. Uh, artifacts. These are... Yeah, what the people want to see. Cynthia Bailey's friendship contract, which was burned. Yes. It's like the little specifics and everything looked just impeccable. It was like you were walking into this space and the joy that I felt just like walking through, looking at everything. They had fucking Kenya Keonce's twirl dress, but they had it rotating so that it was twirling. It was just, it was impeccable. So I don't remember. So that was one space. Then they had the space at Union West, which was a Bravo Bazaar, where there would be Bravo celebrities throughout the day who had their own businesses, who oh would God. pop in, sell can things. I, can I tell you a story about this? Obviously. So I went to the Bravo Bazaar, and there was a station for Jill Zarin home. Of course there. Oh, no. And I, I was just really, of course there were, because I was with someone who took with him a rug sample, but how did that go? So I went by. For and, you specifically, for all the listeners who read Brian's recaps, <laughs> Jill Zarin features prominently yes. in every single Well, one. Jill Zarin wasn't there, but um, there were, but Jill Zarin was like going to panels and stuff. On Sunday, she was at like the producer panel, like yelling shit out <laughs> from her chair. Were you at that panel? I was at that panel. I was also at that panel. And I have some. You asked to a say. question. I did ask a question and I got inadvertently shady and there's video of it. And it was to producers from New York. Was there Jersey represented? Yeah, Jersey. I mean, the producers there have worked Atlanta, on every one of the Housewives Potomac, shows. Beverly Hills, OC, and in crazy moments. One of the producers from Jersey was there in the room, season three, christening. He was um, there at Scary Island. He personally escorted Kelly back on the plane from Scary Island. Like, crazy. The Potomac producer who's going through some shit right now, obviously, that we've been reading about um, Candace and Monique and the blogs being involved and... Um, lawsuits and arrests and all that all that amazing stuff but um like the access throughout was insane so um union west had the bazaar they had these like booths where you could go in and do oh, crazy so Jill oh, yeah, but tell me tell me tell yeah. me tell me your so story. um so i go up so i'm like going and looking at all the things and like taking pictures and like doing a little bit of investigative reporting you know the people's work and so i was like oh jill's there home I'm like, oh, can you like, and they had rug samples and some of her sheets or whatever. I don't even know. And I was like, oh, (laughs) can you like buy things here? And the girls were like, yeah. And I was like, are people buying anything here? And the girl goes, you can buy things here. (laughs) Oh, no. Well, a rug is an investment piece. Yeah. Yeah. So fair. It's, you know, it wasn't like a T-shirt, which you could take, you know, in your bag and take home. But yeah, I thought that was hilarious. But I bought, um, you know, they have those candles with all the housewives where they look like saints. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought one for my husband that was uh, Tom and Tom because those are his Oh, favorite. I love that. And he that. couldn't come, so he got a Tom and Tom candle. I love that. Oh, and Union West was like a, its own little vibe, like a little like yeah. sassier, a little chill. And it had a ton of things where you could take pictures yeah. where you could do a little boomerang like you were on blow deck you right. could make a real housewives tagline but the wait for that was like two hours so i did the tagline um i did the real housewives tagline i did the pump rules tagline yeah. so i'll put those um vids up on social shortly i didn't do the what mini watch what happens clubhouse me neither but the guys who were attending it were h-o-t Every it's like the staff of every they had directors at everything like it was unbelievably it was very well organized very well organized so um at one of the panels I the best thing about the weekend for me was I was there by myself wherever you went every like whoever you sat next to just started talking to you yeah like everybody was making friends yeah everybody was being nice everyone spoke the same language they were all super excited to be there and so I sat next to these girls. And come to find out that they work at Bravo <gasps> and they were in, they work in the research department. So they do like the, the ratings and like yes. stuff like that. And so, uh, they were in the general admission seats and I was like, you work at Bravo. Why are you in the general admission seats? And they said, Bravo made them pay for their tickets to go to Bravo. <laughs> they didn't even get like a Bravo discount, like an employee discount. No, but so they told me that. They offered them tickets up for sale or they could get free tickets, but they had a volunteer to be like the people checking you in or directing right. you like right, volunteer right, right. staff. But those shifts weren't guaranteed. So if you wanted tickets you for sure, you it. had to buy them. I was talking to a uh, support staff member for a Bravo Lab who said that the Bravo Labs themselves really didn't get extra tickets. Like it was really, yeah, I think that I don't know if that was purposeful from the start or that they were gen the team was like the company or whatever was genuinely what wasn't expecting everything to sell out so quickly or they were. And that was just, but I think it's also like if you have 77 or whatever Bravo celebrities attending, you have to be right. This is yes. it's too many people. I mean, it's amazing, but it's too many people to be like, here's five tickets because then you're fucked. Right. Because then that's 77 times five. And that's like a lot know, of 300 math. people. Not for us to do. No, no. <laughs> but for but someone at home. when I ran into Erica, so another thing at the union West venue and some of the other venues, they had these photo ops. Yeah. And I don't know how many of these you, did i but they were yeah. weird so tell me so guys so the the we did two of the buildings there were two other buildings one was like this huge space where they did watch what happens in the pump rules nighttime event event both of which we'll talk about which was in hammerstein ballroom and then a couple floors above was a, a medium size yeah. um event and those were for the major panels aside from like summer house that was where cast photo ops took place yeah and um most the majority aside from like the producer panels and a few others where those panels took place yeah so which tell me everything tell me tell me everything so i went to wait in line for a photo so i didn't do any of the photo ops the on saturday because i had a general admission ticket 
And the way the photo ops worked is that, like, the VIPs got to go first, and right. then the general admission people went later, and they did it for an hour. And if the hour was up and you didn't get your picture, like, tough luck. And it was a thousand people, and people would start lining up for the photo op. They would leave their seats, like, even, yes. or they wouldn't sit down at all and it, stand in line for the photo op before the panel itself began. Yes, and stand and watch the panel. And so I had a VIP ticket on Sunday, so I went went to wait in line for tickets with Real Houses of Beverly Hills. And I waited for maybe an hour and a half. And I was one of the last people to take pictures. You waited for an hour and a half and nothing else was going on in the room? Uh, nothing else was going on in the room other than like that you could film your tagline, like stuff like that. It was oh at God. Union West. Oh. And, um, and yeah, but there were, I talked to people who waited for two hours who didn't get tickets. And then when we, I got to the front of the line, it was near the end and, uh, they were letting in a few, like they would let in five VIP people and then one or two general admission people. And then the guy behind me, some queen starts yelling, we paid a lot of money for these tickets. We better get our pictures, blah, blah, you know, yelling and screaming. And yeah, so it got contentious, but it was also weird in that you got to the front of the line. There was someone who took your coat in your bag and someone else who took your phone and you go and you stand next you to the two, whole two seconds. The whole cast is standing there. You stand in the middle. They go one, two, three, take your picture and then you leave and you get your phone and your bag like you didn't you don't get to say hi. You don't get to interact with them. You don't get to say your name. So, you can say hi while you're posing with the understanding that that picture will show you talking to them. So if you want a posed photo, you have to sort of make a choice. Yes. Like, do you want to say something to them and understand that it's not going to be like an extreme formal you know, right. shot or not and get the smile and say thank you and then be done? Yes. So I was I want to talk a little bit about your journey accessing <laughs> BravoCon and just your relationship with Bravo. And I. I'm curious because I didn't know the weight lines and I also didn't know how this was going to work. So I had press access and I didn't know what that meant until mm-hmm. essentially the night before I was incredibly excited to um, be on the programming to do a costume contest that actually be transitioned into a like trivia contest panel where I was with Faces by Bravo and and Bravo Batch and moderated and we just talked about like our Bravo holic obsessions and interacted with like the the folks who came and it was a lot of fun but I didn't know what to expect. I was saying that to somebody from um one of the Bravo execs last night. So I truly didn't know what to expect and I also didn't know what my um like press little press yep. bracelet thing meant which I PS I'm still wearing cuz you you cannot actually take it off. You have to no, Literally. you have to cut it off with you scissors, to- <laughs> which I did last night. <laughs> which I need to do. But well, so with my three-day one, I was like, oh, well, maybe I can give this to somebody on Sunday. So I never tighten the little thing. And I just had it on oh, super loose all day. that's so smart. Yeah, but then I couldn't find like anyone, anyone who needed a ticket. Because everybody to- was there. Was yeah. There. Um, so when it came to like, I didn't know what was happening. And then I realized sort of shortly after the event started that I was going to have the weekend of my life. Like we were able to sit in the front row at every single panel. If we wanted to, we sat at the front row for, I would say most of the ones that we attended. And then we did like fourth row for the others because those were actually, I think ended up being better seats. Cause you didn't have to like, 
You're not looking up at, at them. the monitors. Yeah. Um, it's like the difference between the front row at the movie theater. And, right. That's yeah. exactly what it is. So it's like you want to be able to be like, invent now, but that actually doesn't mean anything. Right. And it, then, get, it might get you better pictures. It might get you better pictures. So I tried doing the selfie thing where like people rush the stage after and I realized I just, it was not cute. Um, and then the photo line, we literally were able to go up, show our press bracelet and went first at every single photo op, which I did not expect either. So you were, a- we were able to like literally and it was just a couple of us we were able to do like the photo and then leave so when they had a panel and if those panelists were and this wasn't the case with everything but if those panels had an hour-long panel and then they had an hour-long photo op you didn't have to factor in being at the photo op for the full hour so I was able to go to a panel do the panel, not do the, watch the panel, um, ask a question if I could. And I was zero out of four for asking questions until I had some wine, had a little too much turtle time <laughs> and realized I was <laughs> asking several <laughs> questions and did not know how my mouth worked. And, um, so we were able to just like kind of breeze through stuff, which I, and like cut through lines outside buildings and stuff, which was very, very helpful because, for me, I was covering the event for all of you guys listening, but also for TV Co. Right. And so it w- allowed a lot of, not a lot of extra time because there were so many panels that were overlapping that it was like Sophie's yes. Choice every every second of the day. But it made it a, an easier kind of event to get through. And I was talking to an attendee about that who I think had GA and or no, 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 they didn't. They had VIP. And I was like, I, I've never been to a con before. I've never been to Comic-Con. And I've never been to right. like Coachella or anything like that. I have no interest in it. And I don't die necessarily for like huge crowd events. Right. But for this and for future Bravo cons, I would highly encourage. A hundred percent. I would say like if you can make it happen and stay in like the shittiest possible hotel and get the cheapest possible airline, buy every upgrade that you can specific to like where you're allowed to sit. Because yes. I think that. Well, and I think also, especially if you want the pictures right and things like that and you want the pictures yeah you want the pictures i yeah i'm not really a picture person and and i so i don't really understand this oh i just want to stand next to them and take my picture oh i i 100 percent do <laughs> so for me that was but i will say when i had a ga ticket i didn't have any problem getting into anything great um and i didn't hear of anyone getting shut out of any of the panels except for there was uh, a couple with Jerry O'Connell that were in the smaller spaces that he was moderating. One was a Battle of the Sexes thing with a bunch of people from Battle different of the Sexes shows. was in the largest. I was at that. That was at Hammerstein. No, because there was one in the in the oh, little two? ballroom oh, on Saturday. Oh, 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 oh. And um, and that people couldn't get into. So, oh, I'm sorry. I was there at that. That was the medium. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. It was smaller. And then that was completely. So we didn't we didn't have a seat because we got there late. We were sitting in the balcony like we made our own seats. It was completely sold out. Yeah. You could not get in. And there was another one that he did in in the smaller space at Skylight Modern that people couldn't get into. But other than that, uh, I didn't hear of anyone getting shut out except for waiting in line for pictures and stuff like that. And I, I think the thing is people didn't know 
quite what to expect because the programming wasn't necessarily like the specifics weren't available until I would say right before. I don't think even the photo ops were available until the day of or like the night before. But I heard not. I I only heard of and these are. I said this is it might have been you. I said this is somebody yesterday where it's like everybody was friendly and in love. But we're also like kind of bitchy. So like, yes. if we are expecting people had high expectations, even though they didn't know specifics. And I think every everything pretty much exceeded them. But I think people were also maybe a little bit nervous because they didn't know about programming. Yes. And there were so many options that you really had to like strategize your time well. Yes. But it also meant there was a lot of good stuff going around. Yes. Um, but I, but you know, to Bravo's credit, there were all those articles about BravoCon's going to be a mess. No one knows what yeah, the program is. Yeah. People thought it was going to be fire fast. Yeah. And, and I was prepared for that, but getting there, it was extremely well run. So well run. It was all the panel. Most of the panels were really good. <laughs> we need to talk about that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And I think that everyone I talked to, their expectations were, met or exceeded so i've referred a little bit to your relationship with bravo oh yes so it's been announced that you're writing i'm working on a book about the real housewives and this is the first ever book about the housewives essentially that hasn't been ghost written by somebody working for a housewife uh, Bravo themselves have not. They put made out. a book oh god maybe like 10 years ago and oh, it was love. like i think i have it somewhere it was repurposed pictures oh, from that. um from you know photo shoots and trivia and little it was like coffee table size but soft covered and it was kind of lame it wasn't anything really exciting love and that's the only thing they've Collector's ever item. they've ever yeah they've ever done and so yeah so i'm working on this book about the real housewives they're not that happy about it so um i purchased my ticket and then I asked Vulture, who I write for. Um, well, so when they announced BravoCon, I emailed my editor and I said, I am flying in London to cover this for you. And he said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, but then I bought my ticket because I knew we were having this kind of rocky relationship. So I, I bought You a, and Bravo. Yeah. So I bought a ticket and then I asked Vulture, I said, hey, will you reach out and see if you can get a press pass for me? And they said, great. And so they did, and uh, Bravo said, no, I could not have a press pass because I was working on this book, and so they didn't want me there. And they said, they told them it was a conflict of interest, which, you know, whatever. But um, so Vulture sent somebody else. So that's why I bought my ticket. So yeah, so I bought my ticket, and I didn't want Bravo to know that I was going to be there. So I didn't post that I was in New York on my social media, no pictures with my friends, no nothing. Cause I know some people from Bravo follow me on the socials. So I, I didn't mention it at all. And then I went to watch what happens live on Friday and the fans, you know, not to be all like, Oh my God, I'm so famous. You're a superstar. We know it. But several people were like, Oh Who my do you God, think you are Madonna. Yes. <clears throat> are you Brian Moylan? Oh my God. Are you Brian Moylan? And PS, they, there was some queen who was like, Oh my God, are you Sarah Galley? And spill his drink on me to get to you to say <laughs> hi. So it happens to you too, bitch. But, <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even apologize for spilling his drink on me. And I'm still mad about it. Listen, I was about to make a joke, but I'm going to make it anyway. 
meeting me in person just gets a person wet. What can I, <laughs> I say? mean, it did <laughs> me for sure. Okay, <laughs> not so, so. So people were going up to you and shouting your name. Yeah, and recognizing me. And then when I was at, and what, you do have a very recognizable face. You've been on the show. You yes, people know you. Yeah. Yes, and um, and then when I was at Watch What Happens Live, I ended up sitting in front at Hammerstein Ballroom. There are these little like uh boxes you know like the queen's box up the mm-hmm, side mm-hmm. and uh at watch what happens live they were all filled with like ken todd was there and Bo and all those people but the one on the floor was full of bravo execs including the head of pr who i've met many times who was the one who was like denying me passes and i was like oh shit like if they see me here they might ask me to leave or whatever so but they ask you to leave though if you were there i mean having purchased a ticket like you didn't you weren't breaking any I mean, that, I guess maybe they have the right of, of refuse. I, I like, don't know. Just like you can get kicked out of a bar, I guess. Yeah. Or whatever. I was just afraid they were going to make a deal of it. And I didn't yeah, yeah, want yeah. like a fight. And I figured it'd be a good story. So I went home and I shaved my mustache, which was my disguise. <laughs> and I wore a ball cap and I usually wear like a suit to everything. And I wore sweatshirts all weekend. I was trying to just like look like one of the people. <laughs> But people still recognized me from my voice from doing all these podcasts. <laughs> I start talking to them and they go, are you Brian Moylan? And I'd be like, yeah. Oh, my God. I heard you on Bitch Sash. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, sh- shushy, shushy. Don't tell anyone. So what other interactions? Did you have any other interactions with people from Bravo? Did you feel anything? or No, no. I didn't see anybody because I think when I had a GA ticket, I was so like far away from everything. And then... Um, I, I think that they like, cause the only people that would know what I look like, I guess are, uh, the PR people who I know. And I feel like they were probably with the talent most of the time. Yeah. So, and I wasn't really trying to mess with any of that. God bless all of them. Anyone that had to specifically wrangle talent. Yeah. Like it was something there was, I was watching the watch what happens special this morning. Cause I didn't go to the taping and like there was a moment, there was a moment that actually works well for this. I mean, there was a moment where Ramona was saying that she doesn't like to take pictures and she was using it as an excuse and she was getting called out from people um, by people. I, guys, I literally my brain is broke, broke. And um, she, <laughs> she was saying, like, I just don't like to take pictures. And it was like, sweetie, you know who knows that? This girl right here, Sarah G, because Ramona was the only person at the New York panel that refused to do a photo line. And maybe she had things to do. I know that earlier in the day she had been at, that's right, the United Nations on a panel for, like, international lady bosses or something. Good for her. Good for her. Um, global turtle time. But it was fascinating to me that aside from Ramona, I think that everyone that was there, like I didn't see any discrepancies between people on panels and then people available for photos. She, She was the most glaring example of that. And then she referenced it on Watch What Happens by being like, but now I do them. And it's like, no, you you, li- you, d- you, you literally, literally didn't. You quite literally did not. Yeah. Um, I will say at, at, a few, at the Beverly Hills photo op, there was the entire cast that was there. So it was Erica, Teddy, Lisa Rinna, uh, Dorit, and um, Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. And at some point, 
Bravo took Denise and Dorit over to do a little interview Mm -hmm. with them. So they weren't available, but it wasn't, oh, I'm Dorit and I don't take pictures with people. And so I'm not available. But I mean, let's be honest. All of those people were paid to be there. I don't think that they were paid. I think it was more of like an honorarium. I don't think it was a substantial amount of money, all things considered. I I think this was an incredibly expensive event to produce. Yes. I don't disagree with you. The rumor I heard is they got $5,000 a day to be there. Which? I mean, in the realm of housewifery isn't... Huge. Huge. But, I mean... It's something. I also think, first off, Bravo was incredibly selective, seemingly, about who was representing what. And I am- um, I would say, except for, like, of the smaller shows, yes. Like, Brandy and Leanne were the only ones from exactly Dallas there. Ashley and Giselle were the only ones yeah. there. But, Potomac. Um, yeah, and I didn't, I mean, I feel like Below Deck doesn't have lots of recurring people. Well, they had Captain Lee, yeah, and Sandy, Wow, Kate, Hannah was not there. Right. Um, yeah, it I was I was surprised that like Karen wasn't there from Potomac. Agree. I was surprised that there wasn't a bigger Potomac presence. Obviously I ne- was surprised that Nene Leakes wasn't I there. I was but it's I'm not surprised considering she would probably be the person to not be Kate takes pictures. Right. And the people who I talked to didn't want to see her. I didn't want to see her. Nobody was looking for her. No. Literally nobody was looking for her. We were twirling. We were yes. living our best lives with Portia in her wheelchair. Like we were giving her what love. What happened to her foot? Do we know? She broke it. She is giving us so much that she's now <laughs> literally breaking her body. She's, I mean, do you have sympathy broken foot from I being around Portia? I 100% think I do. Like I 100% think I do. But Kenya kind of addressed it in, at the Atlanta, Atlanta. panel. And one of the fans asked, you know, are things are is the energy different when Nini's around? And they were diplomatic, like, oh, it's always kind of different when, you know, we're in the dynamics are different based on who's there, who's not there. But then Kenya said, you know, we all came here to be with the fans because you guys are what make it and whatever, which seemed like a kind of dig at Nini being like. You don't care about your fans. But sometimes digs are factually correct. And yes. Nini does not come across. And I have heard stories of interactions with Nini. Yes. She is not the most gracious of people. No. And these women understand, you know, like why they're getting these checks that are being cashed. And it's not necessarily big money when it comes to live events. Yes. But I do think that if I was a housewife and I had the opportunity to come to BravoCon, I would a thousand percent take it knowing that after glam, everything else, I don't know how much of that was covered. If any of it, maybe you'll break even, you know, like it depends on who you are and how you want to represent yourself, but it is a huge branding opportunity. It is a fan moment and a connection with these people who are going to tell their friends about when they got a photo taken with you. They heard you talking at a panel. I think to be there and a part of the very first, I think was huge, especially with the ones you don't need to make a big check. Yeah. You're making it from the show or from your businesses, whatever. Well, And that's what I was going to say for the people that had stuff to sell at the bazaar, like Dorinda went and sold t-shirts at her little t-shirt booth and it was mobbed. Kyle and Carl from summer house, we're selling Loverboy. They were taking selfies with everybody who asked. They were there the whole time. They sold out of Loverboy, which I mean, who knows that it, it might just be a drop in the bucket. But, I, you know, people were actually drinking it and said it was good. 
I don't know. I don't know. I can't drink it. It's refined stuff. I mean, I don't know. Shout out to them. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. But yeah, you're right. If if you're going and you have a business to promote, this is the place to be. Fucking Bronwyn's husband and daughter were there selling that dancewear. I think I touched his necklace. We talked to him oh, a while outside. That necklace. I was like, oh my, he's, it looked like a wagon wheel. He was very sweet. He was giving us some tea on and, Bronwyn burying Vicky at the reunion. So guys, stay tuned for that. And taller than he appears on camera. Yeah. And also very handsome. And very friendly. I mean, um, it it was. The necklace though. The necklace is such a look. I don't understand it. I hate it. it so much. It's awful. Um, I feel like maybe he's like Melisandre from Game of Thrones. And if he takes it off, he's really like a 900 million year old man. <laughs> oh, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Rest oh, in peace. It's yeah. not for me, but this. Sorry. <laughs> but Bravo definitely is. So I think that we should like walk through what we did, like Rose and Thorn style. Like got I went it. to this. I got that. So first off, the event started. Are we starting with roses or thorns? I think we're starting with like walking through what we Got went it. to and then we'll do a Rose and Thorn of the day and then move on to the next day. Okay. So the event to me started on Thursday night. So I went to Kelly's, um, what ended up being sort of an engagement party, Kelly Dodd got engaged on Wednesday and then hosted an event at the Moxie Hotel in Chelsea on Thursday with friend of, friend of the show, Pet Shop Boy. And the event was attended by, obviously, Kelly and Pet, but um, Bronwyn, Emily, and Leanne came. So my friends at the Moxie were very um, generous in giving me a pass to the whatever, VIP, whatever. And you walk into this very small room at the hotel. The event itself is beyond sold out. It's like they they do a monthly guess who yeah, board game. And it's yeah. like they have a lot of Bravo people that they participate in at once a month. And so it was literally Bronwyn and Emily chilling on a couch and Kelly hanging out. Rick was there and uh, as was Leanne. And so I wasn't able to get any interviews with them but said hi to them did our little photo whatever and that was attended by a lot of the people including like press and whomever even though it was a small group who were going to be covering BravoCon for the rest of the weekend right so it wasn't a direct event related to BravoCon but it was like BravoCon adjacent and it sold out I think so quickly because I think a lot of the people that went to it like GA were planning to go to BravoCon anyway and it was yes. kind of like a little preview of what was going to happen PS next year we're totally throwing a Bravo non event at a gay bar and just like inviting people to come I was really dumb people were asking me if I was going to do any Andy's girls thing and I just knew that I was going to be dead the full weekend so I didn't do a meetup and shout out to everyone that I met that I was able to like people were wearing my merch. It was like wild. I loved meeting everyone. And the whole thing with BravoCon is the BravoCon universe online, at least the universe that I'm a participant in is like friendly and welcoming and open. But I don't necessarily I've not necessarily met a lot of the people that no. listen to Andy's girls in everyday life because they're spread out. That's like the joy of a podcast. And BravoCon was the first opportunity, not only specific to Andy's girls, of course, but for people who've interacted with friends like 
Bravo influencers who have tens of thousands of followers meeting fellow Bravo influencers that yes. they've been friendly with for years <clears throat> and never having the opportunity because they live across the country from each other or across the world, never having the opportunity to meet IRL, but already having developed relationships and friendships online, being able to connect in Bravo Heaven HQ was like <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, it was the only time we've ever hung out aside from f- taping this podcast. Oh, yeah. We've never hung out before. I no. feel like this is a hangout, though. This is a little That's true. Yay. Um, but no, you're right. And being around other fellow Bravo professionals was great. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so I didn't do anything Thursday. Friday, the only thing I went to was watch What Happens Live, which what I thought was one of my highlights. I wish you had been there. So I was not there. So the Friday began in the medium-sized room with the OG edition, which Andy moderated with Caroline, Jill, Adrian, um, Kim Zolciak, and Gina Keough. Um, I missed the first half of it because I was already downtown like walking over when I realized I had forgotten my bracelet. Oh God. <laughs> so I was like, we are off to a fantastic, fantastic start. start. Yeah. So I had to go all the way back to the Upper East Side, grab the bracelet and then go all the way back downtown. So I got there like halfway through and it was great. I mean the best, one of the best parts of BravoCon to me, perhaps my rose of the day on Friday was the Q&A, which was an upper and a downer, depending on, frankly, the fan question. It There was like a difference with how people wanted to represent themselves at BravoCon. Some people were truly fans and wanted to like ask questions as a fan about plot or production, whatever else. And other people seemed to be trying on what they thought was like a real housewife cap. Yes. So it meant I had this conversation with, I think Lewis Peitzman. Was about, he there? Yeah, I was with Lewis for a lot of the weekend. Oh, I didn't see him at all. Yeah. I mean, hey, we were all there. We were represented. I mean, uh, that's what happens when you're only GA and not hanging out with the press. <laughs> yeah, we were all, we represented were him for like several days. Um, but there was for that segment of people there were several very awkward moments where fans were taking the time from these Q&As to less ask a question and more insult a Bravo liberty yes which I think of like the emotional part of that where Lewis was thinking about it and I think he tweeted this that like they're forgetting that and I'm I'm sure I'm paraphrasing this terribly shout out Lewis but um that they were forgetting, the fans were forgetting that these women were human. And I didn't think that was it. I thought it was that the fans didn't care. So they were putting on, like, if someone was a tree hugger, which happened, they were, and I was at that panel, at the New Jersey panel, they would go to the mic. There was this woman that I I definitely tweeted, and I think I I IG'd it as well. I got her halfway through her question slash insult, who was essentially telling Jackie she was a horrible person. Yes. And then was like, so what does it feel like to be a fan instead of a housewife? And then she said, do you know essentially how pretentious you are? And it was an incredibly awkward, painful moment because it was so deeply unnecessary and it was so cruel. And it felt like that person thought that's what being on a show was. And this was their moment to shine by being very shady. But the, 
There was another like, girl who did that. You need that. to watch bra. You need to watch Atlanta because that's not what actual shade is. There's, no, there's a wit to it, and that's not funny. That's just mean. It's stupid. Yes, there is was, what it was. There was another girl at the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills yes. who came up and and said, Dorit, like, oh, I'm gonna be shady. Like Dorit went. Do you decide when to put on your real accent and when to put on your fake accent? Like, and do she you said have it in an, a dickish way? She, yeah, she was very. She was like obviously trying to be like, oh, I'm so funny, you know, whatever. And but I will say, I have been to a lot of film festivals and other type events like that where there are Q and A's, and I usually almost always leave the Q and A's yeah, because it's those people who are, Oh, I don't really have a question as much as a comment or they want to talk about their lives or whatever, but I don't know if they were instructing people or what, but people were getting up to the mic saying, hi, I'm Joe from New York and here's my question and having a question and then listening and sitting down. So on, and there were a lot of really good questions and you could tell when the fans were really into the questions and when they were into the answers. And there were some answers where the fans were booing. Yeah, which and, I thought was fine. Yeah. Well, no. And in that because it needed to happen because they knew what the people were trying to tell them was bullshit. There was there were a lot of bullshit moments. I would say the New Jersey panel was well, one I of think my people least were favorite. were mad about it because it started really late. Yeah. Teresa allegedly was the reason it started a half hour late. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> so I think it was off because these women were probably backstage being like, what the fuck is going on? But the energy was completely off. And was that in the larger space? It was. That was in the largest space. And the larger space was perfect for Watch What Happens. But for some of these panels, it was too big. It yeah. was just too big and I think that also but always full always full but it just it wasn't the same amazing energy as going to other housewife panels in the where there's a medium sized space right which was still a big space but it wasn't just like huge and Jersey felt disconnected yeah and you know, Teresa was playing to the audience and was like, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Instead of well, answering questions. Oh, uh, yes. She d- I went to an OG panel with her, Vicky, Kyle Richards and Countess Luann. And that was all Teresa did was, what do you guys think? What do you guys? It's like, oh, shut the fuck up, Teresa. Yeah. So, so. You know, the one of the fav one of my favorite moments actually happened in that very first panel that I was 30 minutes late to, which was when a fan like, as you said, the fans were very creative and a lot of those questions were unbelievably whip smart. And um, no one from nobody asked you when you got in line to ask a question what the question was. There right. was no vetting at all, which I thought was incredibly great and yes. smart. And whether or not that was a strategic decision, I assume it was because this whole event was like planned right. within an inch of its life in the best possible way. But that was great. So like these little moments that we're talking about, it only happened a couple times. And when it happened, it was sort of a huge mess, which was 
probably yes. good. And, and it did not land. No, and I think that uh, those people were assuming the audience would be on their side. And they were wrong. And they were not because the audience likes. Yeah, that's and that's the funny thing is that you could tell this was an audience full of Housewives fans because as we were talking about, everybody was so nice and friendly and whatever. But at the same time, you'd sit down next to someone, you start talking, making friends, and they'd be like, oh, that girl over there is so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I mean, we know what's up. We know I know, that. exactly. But one of the best questions of the entire weekend happened during that first panel moderated by Andy, who God knows was probably doing strength training for months to prepare for this because it was, I'm sure an endurance battle for everybody, but especially for him. So a a guy goes up to the mic and he goes, you know, Caroline, one of the best moments uh, on New Jersey for me was um, the ham game where you guys tossed ham. Actually, he started by being like, you know, one of the games you guys always played was like the ham game with food. And I wasn't sure if he was going to be critical or not. And he was like, listen, I brought some ham with me. Will you throw ham at, on my face? And Caroline Manzo was laughing so hard and was like completely like, what the fuck is about to happen? And Andy leapt for that ham to throw ham on a fan's face with so much joy and glee <laughs> that it was probably, aside from the birth of his son, <laughs> one of the best moments in his life. And they both threw ham on a fan's face who ran onto the, like with permission, obviously, went onto the stage and was trying to like, aim his body so that the ham would land directly on his face and it was fucking amazing and everybody understood what was happening we yes. it was so creative it was so funny it wasn't meant to like shame anyone yes. defend someone by going on such offense that it was like completely a complete fuck up it was just it was exactly right it felt like so I know that sounds weird but like it felt so connected it's like this is what I came to see these were yes. moments like you can have a moment by asking a question related to a specific plot point that happened in the past or that's coming up and it may or may not be answered or you can say Caroline Manzo my one of my favorite moments from when you were on the show is when you were throwing fucking ham at your children can you please do that to me and I think that or when the children were throwing ham at themselves and you were like what the fuck are you doing right I think that every time People asked the housewives to do stuff. It was great. Like, of course, someone asked Kyle Richards to do the splits. Of course she did. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was great. Someone asked Cynthia to show that she could twerk now. And Phenomenal. She, and she did. Someone asked Erica Jane to sh- to demonstrate how puss. to pat the puss. Phenomenal. Which, amazing. Was great. The only time that it was stupid was I went to, they had Ask Andy panels Every oh, I didn't, day. Go to, I didn't go to any of the Ask Andy's. And I went, and it was pretty good. Um, he announced the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Mazel. And, and when, but when he was announcing it, they were the his. They kind of set up this question like, "Oh, where are you going to go next?" And he's saying, "Oh, well, we always found these places and blah 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 in Salt Lake City." And I was like, waiting for him to go. Oh, I'm just kidding. We're not doing anymore. <laughs> and then I was like. Oh, this is real. This is an actual thing. It's crazy. But at one of the women came up and was like, it was one of the last questions too. And she says, Andy, it's my birthday. Well, can we take a picture? No, I hate it. And Awful. he was like, well, that's really only fun for you and no one else in this room. And I was like, thank you, Andy. And he's like, oh, but it's your birthday. I'll do it. But I was like, 
yeah, fuck you, lady. But yeah, most of the don't people... Don't take up the time. Yeah. Don't were, take up other people's time. And everybody was game to answer all the questions that they could. I mean, obviously, this is a huge Bravo event, so nothing is being said on any of these panels that Bravo doesn't want into the world. But, I okay, so this was my favorite moment of the whole time. Oh, tell me everything. It was Sunday at the producer panel and it was four producers and they worked on all the shows. Yeah. And um so the uh, like the first woman up comes up and is like, "Okay, let's be real. Who pays for those fucking trips?" <laughs> you like that moment? Oh, I love that moment. And because that And is, it, it and it began what and, began and, was a fight. Yeah, well, a, and so she yeah. was like, "Who pays for the trips?" And they're like, "Who because Who do you think? That is what Every fan wants to know. Yeah. And it's like, and we know the answer, but we want you to tell us the answer because so what happened was them being like, who do you think pays for the trips? She's like, Bravo pays for the trips. And then one of the, another said, whatever you believe is who pays for the trips is who pays for the trips. And it doesn't really matter. And blah, blah, blah. And they are rich. Why don't you think that they can afford to pay for the trips? And right. don't you think that they like to go on vacations with their friends? It was like every single, and people like were stupid answer. And people started booing because they knew it was bullshit. And then you see out of the corner, Someone one from Bravo PR right, or yeah. goes and gives one of the producers the thumbs up. And then the producer who initially was like, who do you think pays for the trips? And goes, what is your name? And she goes, Alicia. She goes, Alicia, I've just been told I can tell you Bravo pays for the trips. She didn't say I've just been told I can tell you. Oh, no. She said Bravo pays for the trips. Yeah. What the the woman to the side of the stage, because I was in line to ask a question, yeah. which I asked, which I will put on Instagram shortly. And a woman on the side of the stage who was with PR production, whatever, kept going over to her and being like, thank you so much. And like doing that smile of like, get the fuck out. Oh, of really? The so she would go, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I was next to the other person with production who was having us all sign waivers. Cause I was literally in, in line two or three people behind the woman that was like asking this question. Yep. And so she was trying to get the woman with the waiver to get this girl off the mic because she wouldn't leave. She was like diving in and there was a mixed reaction from the audience. A lot of people were booing. Some people were like, what the fuck is happening? And then some people were like, please don't anger the producers so that they leave. You know, right. like there's a fine line between getting them to ask something, telling them that they're not answer, getting them to answer, telling them that they're not answering and like being a shit. And you don't want that person to not give you the information you're asking for. Right. Because of the way that you're asking the question. So I think she went a little bit above, but I get it. She got the answer because what happened was we all assumed based on the fact that all, at least three of the four producers were all giving that kind of response of like, right. it's whatever lives within your heart. Like right. that we weren't going to get the information. And then Glenda, who is the producer on, I want to say Pato or she No, works but someone gave her a thumbs up. Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. And so she looked great because she then looked at the woman Glenda and she said like, Right. Bravo pays for the and trip. I missed the thumbs up, but she said, what's your name? And I thought she was about to bury this Me woman. too. So I was like, oh, girl, you are about to get fucked. And I am. Because at this point, she sat down. She was going to get away. And so she's like, yeah, she was leaving. And Glenda was like, what's your name? She's like, Michelle. I don't know. And she was like, Michelle. And she paused. She was. I mean, these are producers. They know yeah. how to deliver a line. She goes, Michelle, pause. Bravo pays for the trips. And then it was like 
at the screaming. Everyone erupted. Because that is the first time that they have acknowledged what we all know, which is Bravo pays for the trips. And that's what I don't understand about Bravo in so many ways is we know this is produced, obviously. We know that some of it is fake and some of it is artifice and whatever. Like, trust us. Like, we're still going to love the show, even if Bravo pays for the trips. Like, we don't give it. We already know. Just just tell us we're not idiots. And it's also so interesting what Bravo or what what the production companies essentially taking a step back from Bravo, the network, what the production companies are told that they cannot say. And it is so interesting to me that the focus has been on not revealing who's paid for the trips when we're now getting more breaking the fourth wall, seeing cameras, Nene, you know, busting a guy's tooth in the closet or a member of production. Like we're understanding that Raider online with LVP breaking news to daily mail, Bethany quitting by leaking instead of telling like, we're now getting that more as like information and also as a direct plot on the show. And we're not going to give up the fantasy of this. It's not, yeah. Finding out that Bravo's paying for the trip is not going to upset anybody or whatever, but it is such basic information and it's a basic understanding that we know that they pay for the trips that it's like, why are they not admitting right. this? We, you can still say they're hosting. We, we, we can still play this game. There are so many other elements when it comes to like the human and interactions that are real that like, it's okay for us to know. I why think, not just say it? I think they're afraid and then that they we'll think that and they, now we said it. that they weren't rich. But it's like, even if they're not as rich as we think they are, we still can't afford those trips. So, like, we, we still want to go on those trips because it's still, like, fantasy fulfillment. It's not all about wealth with these women. It's about access. Yes. And when it becomes wealth, when they go to fucking Dubai and they're staying in a $50,000 a night hotel room and a room where you can see sharks swimming by, that's a combination of wealth and access. But yes. there's also access in, like, getting itineraries and planning and the power of going on these trips. And it's not all related to how much of this is going on your visa debit. Yeah. You know, like, the fantasy of it is not all related to the economics because P.S. Unfortunately, we don't have direct access to banking records, which was another question that a fan asked specific to Dorit and PK. Why hasn't this been featured on Beverly Hills? And what was the answer? I don't think that there was. Oh, I think they were saying that um, that now the producers kind of said now that it's out and everybody knows they have to address it. But, you know, I yeah, I don't remember exactly what the answer was. It was kind of like, well, we're talking about it now. Right. So, but I think that the producer panels were probably my favorite because these are people who know how to tell stories. Yeah. And so they were up there telling you the story of here's what happened at the christening. Here's what happened at Scary Island. Here's what happened this one time at this reunion when so-and-so walked off. And that, I think, is what the fans really want to hear, whereas the women aren't necessarily the best storytellers. So you're not really getting a ton of new information right. that you don't know uh before so i i really like those and it was a way to see how things really get made and what it's like and who writes the questions for the reunions and so on and so forth so those were my favorite i think some of the panels with the talent were my least favorite particularly real housewives of beverly hills which we will get to so just going back to the schedule for friday so um og happened 
which I went to. Um, and then I had my panel, which we talked about, which was all about trivia, which was a lot of fun. Um, did those booths, which were a lot of fun. Um, and uh, hung around the bazaar for a while, which was a lot of fun. Did you buy anything? I did not buy a single thing. And then um, went to the New York panel, which yep. was like, it was, it was, it was, it was good. I mean, Lou had, Lou was like playing to the crowd, but she was definitely the Countess persona. Like yep. it was a lot of canned lines, but there was also a lot of tension on the panel and we were front row. So it's like I was staring at Dorinda's face during the responses and Lou's stuff wasn't really, or at least for the group that I was with, it wasn't hitting. It like wasn't hitting the mark. It was like a lot of stuff that we've heard her say before. It was like a lot of like, you know, humor that was, didn't seem based in like reality. Right. Um, I hear it felt a little, a little manufactured that somebody said, asked why Sonia wasn't there. And there was some, somebody like Ramona was like, Oh, Sonia is going through a hard time and everyone kind of got mad at her. Can you, um, explicate that moment a bit more for us. I mean, it was slightly awkward. Um, I don't remember what their response was specific to why she wasn't there, but Ramona did go on this little tangent about how like Sonia's going through a really hard time right now. And, and it felt actually that part of it felt really genuine and it felt really sad. And I immediately got very, very nervous for Sonia. Um, because I don't know how this season is going to go. I really don't based on the way that Bethany left, which I thought was right. really disrespectful. Which one of the producers said they During found the out when we found out. Right. Online. Yeah. Which I thought was just really shitty. Yeah. And because um, ultimately we are fans of the show and I yes. think the franchise should always win in the end. Yes. It's, you know, like you have to. And so if you're exiting in that way, similar to LVP, it's to me the biggest fuck you to like these people that you've worked with for several years and also most importantly us, the fans. Yes. Um. So that was interesting. Dorinda, it was like Dorinda and Lou definitely have their like friendship alliance together. And there was a lot of tension and a lot of like passive aggression between them and like Ramona and Tins. Interesting. And was the new girl there? She wasn't. Or if she was, she was so great that I don't remember her. Because <laughs> um, she was a watcher. They brought her yeah, out for Watch announced, Happens Live. I think that's when they announced her. She wasn't at the panel. I don't know what the fuck she would have said because we don't know who she is. So. Yeah. Um, and poor Sweet Tinsley was a thousand percent heavily booed about the um, Scott stuff. Yes. Which she was Multiple also, times. Which she was at the panel and about at Watch What Happens Live. Which yes. is like, sweetie, we're not booing you. We're booing the fact that you're with this guy who doesn't deserve to be with you. But like, yes. kudos to you for that. But New York wasn't my favorite panel, I have to say. Um, but it wasn't, definitely wasn't my least favorite. And then after that, I don't know. I was like shooting the shit, interviewing people. And then... What did I do? Why didn't you go to watch what happens live? I didn't have a ticket. Interesting. That was the only thing I didn't have access to. I had like crazy, crazy access to. And I honestly, I know this sounds crazy, but I didn't, I I don't, I don't know why I, because to me, the great thing about watch what happens live is being in the clubhouse and it's like so intimate and it's a completely different experience. And I, for me, I am as happy watching for if it's like that kind of huge event where it's, you know, I'm okay watching it on TV. Well, and and (laughs) that's the thing is like, I wasn't upset about it. I was like completely fine. There was very little 
that didn't make it to TV that we saw. And you shot they shot for two hours, right? For the hour of recording of what was Yeah, because well because fans kept rushing the stage during the breaks and then they it t- and then the people would come down and t- and like say hi and whatever and then they'd have to make everybody sit down. So it was just everything that happened on stage is what you saw on TV but the breaks were just longer because they were trying to get everybody to behave. But the energy was really great in the room and for me it was the first thing I went to so I was just super into it and it was great when they did squash that beef and you got to see sort of worlds colliding with you know Giselle and Ramona getting in a fight and and things like that so I think that's the kind of thing that you come to BravoCon for is to see these people kind of out of their element and I think a lot of the best panels were the ones where you had people from different casts, different shows together talking about their shared experiences. Like I saw one panel where it was Ashley and Giselle from Potomac, Sheena and Lala from Vanderpump Rules <laughs> and Gigi from Shaw's and Leanne from Real Housewives of Dallas. And so it was just them talking about, you know, being badass ladies. And I thought that was really cool just to see them all interacting with each other and which we don't normally get to see as opposed to when it was here's the cast of New York here's the cast of Beverly Hills and you know the fan base has been asking for an, a housewife all-stars just online and it's something that the producers addressed during the panel and they were like if you want it ask for it online and you know suggest who your favorite housewives are because I don't want to pick mine for my yeah. franchise but this was kind of like the live all stars. This it, is as, as close whole, as you're going to get. Yeah, it, it is the mixing of all of the worlds in a way that also includes programming, also includes meet and greets, also includes genuine tension, yes. crazy, amazing, magical moments. And you're there for it. You are physically in the rooms where it happens. And that it's like the rose and thorn. We don't need to do it for every day, but just like the rose maybe the for the whole thing was just being a part of it. Like yeah. if we were a part of this community by meeting someone on the street, IRL and just shooting the shit about Bravo, that is great because it's an immediate human connection. But this was like the human connection of the actual literal energy that you are inside yes. of was un fucking believable. Absolutely. And also to the point of it being like housewives you know, uh, all stars. There was also kind of like drama happening over the course of the weekend. So I was talking to this guy on Grinder of all things who, who was at like BravoCon 2 and, you know, recognized me on Grindr and we were chatting. And so he told me that at one of the panels, they asked, oh, it was the OG panel that Teresa was on. Yeah. They asked who gets the best and who gets the worst edit. Oh, and yeah. And Teresa said, oh, well, Melissa gets the best edit. Right. And so then Melissa, and so then uh, Melissa was on another panel and somebody said, uh, oh, Melissa, Teresa says you get the best edit. What do you think to that? And Melissa said, well, that's because I'm the best one. And so then Teresa was on another panel and someone <laughs> told Teresa, Melissa says she's the best one. What do you think? <laughs> And yeah, and and now it's like a story on BravoTV.com about now they're in another fight because Teresa said Melissa had the best edit. And like that is just awesome to me. It's like us getting to instigate 
we Real are the Housewives drama. Yeah. We are the genuine producers from the audience. And the thing was, that is exactly what happened. And people would report in Q&As, this bitch just said this fucking thing about you. How do you address it? And it's a housewife. You are watching the wheels turn in their head. It is the very first time they've said it. That is the fan being the producer. And they're doing it responsibly. They are using their power for the good. <laughs> exactly. For public good. Which is stirring shit and not trying to offend someone because they think it's fucking funny but they are playing the game and they're doing it well there were people that were asking questions directly related to shit that was happening at BravoCon, and it was fucking terrific it amazing. was amazing well that was another rose i got nothing but roses i got a fucking bouquet i have a thorn is the thorn um what's your thorn Tell my me. biggest thorn and this is gonna sound stupid but there was no fucking food anywhere. And that is why I made my joke about Lace Poppables because that's all that I ate. Like at the main venues, all you could buy to eat were pretzels mm-hmm. and popcorn and M&Ms. And they had like a Greek food truck outside of Union West. Yeah. And then they had a couple Top Chef things. I have every dietary restriction in the entire fucking world. So last night I bathed myself in gluten-free crackers when I got home. I literally ate two boxes. And half of the Top Chef things were desserts, which I mean, I I love a dessert. I could only eat veggie tacos and I did not love them. I had them twice. Yeah. But when we're there all day... Trying to go to these things. And a lot of times you're not leaving the main event space because people would go for one panel and get a good seat and then not leave so that they could go to the next panel right away. Like, bitch, I, you need to feed me. Yeah. Feed me some food that is not lace poppables. For real. So I think we can turn to the, anything else about Watch What Happens Live. We're good. Yeah. Okay. So next day, Saturday, started the day with Jersey, which... I went to Ask Andy. Okay. So tell me about... Jersey was flat. It was strange. They did not have anything to say. It started incredibly late. It was off. It was not great. Uh, Ask Andy was good in that, you know, he's Andy and he was really candid. He talked about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which people love. But then everybody got up and asked questions and it was lots of, Andy, I love you. Shag, Mary kill. Oh, Andy, I love you. Plead the fans. Andy, I love you. And so the questions were like kind of dumb. Did he do photos after? There wasn't, there wasn't on the schedule. I no, was, because I was after surprised. he went right to the OG panel with Teresa, Vicky. Oh, got it. And those guys. I was surprised that they didn't do a um, photo op with him, but I understand why they didn't because it would have been every single it would have been person. Insane. And the thing with the photo walls were the the photo ops. Like if there were four housewives that were in the op, they would split them, and they had um, step and repeats on both sides of whatever ball you were. Oh, wearing. really? Yeah. So you. So that was the crazy thing with us is that we could. We usually started. We knew which side the VIPs were on. Like for us, like. At the Atlanta, for me, it's like I want to get Kenya and Portia first. My instinct was that they would post together. They came out together. And then so we would cut the line, which is like insane. And then they would let us and then we would go straight to the other side. They would let us go first. So we were in and out. And so it was, you got two but photos. But if you were a GA, you could- You were fucked. You had to choose. You had to choose. Got it. Because you had to wait behind all of the people. So yeah. my thought, my instinct would be like, if you were with a friend, maybe you guys would each do one. Right. Yeah. I don't even know how that worked because there were two very, very long. Or lines. that's also real sad. If 
there's a much longer line for Kenya Portia than there is for Cynthia Neva. That happened when they did the photo stuff with Below Deck because Captain Lee and Kate were on one side and Captain Sandy and Joao were on the other. And I would say it was like 70-30. Like yeah. everybody was wanting a picture with Captain Lee and Captain Kate. Captain Lee was... Next to Andy, the yeah. biggest star of the weekend. He's um, he's a mensch. He's People a wonderful guy. Were we going love Captain Lee. Crazy yeah. for Captain Lee and below deck in general. Yeah. And also, I was actually surprised by how um, excited people were about Summer House. Yeah, I but love Summer House. Summer House is great. It's just it's like it's like, you know. Yeah, it's, it's Summer House. It's like a trashier pump rules. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. But it's great. But it's super, it's like super, super, and I mean this as a compliment, incredibly superficial. And. Like uh, as like, like skin, not superficial. Like, you know, it's like the top layer. There's not, they're not going anywhere. No. Yeah. But I, I find that the straight guys I talk to, their favorites are always Vanderpump Rules and Summer House. Agreed. And so they were. And maybe below deck. Yeah. And below deck because it doesn't have the like. I think they don't like the drama of the housewives. Yeah, I think they're like focusing on their own masculinity and that they feel like they're not, they shouldn't. Like, they Well, and not, I also think that those stupid. shows reflect a masculine dynamics in that. Like, so one of the straight guys I talked to, he said his number one like person he wanted to see and take a picture with was Tom Schwartz. Like, I think they kind of want that like bro down thing that those shows bring that you obviously don't get on housewives. Totally agree. So, um, Saturday, I think I went to the OGs housewife OGs only. I yep. genuinely don't remember Kyle, Teresa, Vicky and Lou. So, oh yeah, I, I was there. So that happened. I don't remember anything that happened at it. I'm sure it was great. Uh, Vicky was out of control. Oh yes, I do remember and that. Vicky said she is never taking that. Taking a quote unquote reduced role contract was one of the like hardest things she ever did, and she's never taking a reduced role again. Vicky came in very hot. So when people very were very hot, when people were saying like, "How do you choose a location?" or like, "Why do you go to whatever?" and and someone maybe it was Kyle, somebody responded and they're like, "Oh, it's based on yada 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 bullshit bullshit." And Vicky cut her off and she was like, "Production, yeah, I wanted to go to Greece and we went to Florida or like something yes. crazy." Like she went all in, and I think she had a strategy in her hand before she stepped foot at BravoCon, which was, I am going all in extra. They think that they don't need me. I am going to give them everything. I'm going to hard. I'm going to make as much fun of Bronwyn and Brownwind, a.k.a. Brownwind, as I possibly can. I'm going to talk the craziest shit so that they yep. understand that I am the OG of the OC and I cannot be replaced. And she got the fans cheering and being like, Vicky, we love you, so that they would bring Vicky back. Yeah, she's had like a lot of great moments, but do I think Vicky should not return? I mean, maybe we need. I to mean, go. what do you think? Do you think she's? I think go? either ne- Vicky, she's on her way out. Vicky either needs to stay or go completely. Right, like, the friend of does not actually work for any of us because they use her so much that even if she's not on screen, right? She's it's still, like what's the difference? Right, she's but a spiritual if you're, full-timer. But if you're kicking off or demoting Vicky, you also need to kick off or demote Tamara. Do you think that Tamara's got to go? I mean, I. I would be interested to see what happens if she's a friend of something needs to happen to that show. Yeah. And I don't know what it is. Yeah. But I know that something needs to happen and just demote. And they were like, okay, we're going to shake up the cast. We're going to demote Vicky. It's like not enough. Yeah. 
So that afternoon I went to Housewife to Housewife and P.S. I had been to four panels at this point and um, some of them moderated by Andy and I stood in line for a question and I was always the person after the last um, let's That's wrap. So annoying. Every single time, it was a joke with myself, Lewis Peitzman, the other people that I was with. That they would get to the Bravo batch. It would they would get to the point where I was like literally the next in line, and Andy would be like, "We got to wrap." So I decided let's have some Pinot Grigio. So I yeah. had a glass, maybe a glass and a half of wine, and because we hadn't eaten, and I had brought pomegranate seeds with me (laughs) I was trash so I got in a car with the creative director of BravoCon who we forced to come with us Pet Shop Boy and Tracy Morrissey and we went to Housewife to Housewife at Skylight and I walked in there intoxicated and when it came time to ask a question and the questions were in front of Melissa Emily um, Giselle and Ashley, I did not have a question. I also did not know who I was. I was having an out of body turtle time spiritual experience. And I realized to my own detriment that because it was a smaller space, when they said, you have a question, like literally if anybody in the room had a question, it would have been answered. So I started very, very slowly walking to the mic because I realized you're intoxicated <laughs> and the moderator Gibson Johns had been on AG a couple days before and I was like there are several people that I don't want to be messy in front of and the guy on stage like looking at me and me like just drooling at the microphone would have been a great would have been would have been everyone's rose but my um thorn <laughs> so I start very slowly I was doing like What's that? What's this move? Breaststroke. I was doing the breaststroke with my legs where I was like literally <laughs> breathing. And then I don't remember if I said this to Lewis before or after I asked a question, but I literally looked, I literally went up to him in front and I was like, I'm intoxicated. And so I went, I think Gibson winked at me. And then I realized like, oh no, I have to ask a question. Oh no. And I don't, were you there? I don't remember. No, I wasn't there. I don't remember what the question was. I know that I have a video of it because Tracy took a video, but I don't think I have watched it yet. Um, I think it, I don't even think it was a good question. Like I didn't know who I was. I was just trying to survive. Right. You were like, oh, I'm finally going to ask a question and I'm wasted and I don't know what to ask. I was fully prepared for every other panel, but the lack of food and I don't know the high that I got just from being there. So that was an exciting moment that I do not remember that I need to actually watch and experience. And then, so that happened. Battle of the Sexes happened. I had another glass of wine. Um, yeah, because I was at Atlanta when you were at Housewife to Housewife. What were you at at Atlanta? Uh, that Peach Tea Sip and Tea. Oh, and how was that? It was pretty good. It was uh, Cynthia. Oh, you were there too. It was Cynthia, Portia, Kenya, and Eva. It was all right. The best part was when they talked about Nini, which we talked about already. Is that what they call that? That was on Saturday. That, that wasn't yeah. yesterday. I thought it was great in the yeah. grand ballroom. Uh, yeah, I got teary. I was really? like very emotional. Were you yeah. still drunk? No, maybe because I I really was like these are these are queens. They oh were yeah, so I funny. love them. And the moderator of that works at BuzzFeed. I don't she remember her great. name. She was great, Sylvia something. Yeah, she was fantastic. She was the best 
moderator I saw and she was just like and there were some rough there was some rough tough stuff yeah, there but she and she asked really good questions and I think it was easier for the women whose seasons are on right now and aren't taping because they could talk a lot more about what's happening and what's coming up than like when we went to the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills Everyone's like, what can you expect from this season that you're filming now? And they were like, you got to watch and find out because Bravo wouldn't let them say anything about it. So I think it was easier for them to really talk about, oh, this season, Marlo really comes through and they should give her a peach and blah, blah, blah. And it's like there's a difference between Beverly Hills where you have some people who are actresses and being an inherent performer and everybody on Atlanta knows how to perform and they are all very smart and very funny. Yes. So it was an actually enjoyable live entertainment experience. Yes. Versus some of the other shit. I also have to say that like OC was very awkward and felt in sort of a weird way like a reunion because these women had just finished filming the reunion. Yeah. And hated each other or just were tired of each other or had things that hadn't been said at the reunion that they just wanted to publicly say like Shannon being like Kelly you're a piece of shit and you go too far and like being she said that at the panel yeah she was like you there's a different standard that um is held to Kelly she gets away with more than I would be ashamed for the rest of my life if I said what Kelly said she went in and she was and we were again from she was audibly like visibly angry about it versus wow. yeah and it's because the timing of it right before and they are yeah. still feeling emotional also ps just to jump ahead of to that the one of the other awful moments was when emily was talking about the fact that technically the results are available for shane's second at bat with the um I was about to call it SATs but with the bar bar in California and he hadn't checked yet and she was sure that maybe we're not sure but she was she would find out eventually and maybe he was waiting to check it with her when they were together and it's an awkward moment and this is somebody's real life and we get it and whatever and then some motherfucker goes up to the microphone and says Emily the results are publicly available online do you want to know if Shane passed the bar? And I started yelling, no, that's inappropriate. That is fucked there, up. There were moments in the panels where like, and we were in the, fr- and I was in front of production, whatever. I would just start yelling, no, there were, and I would say like during Beverly Hills, I was like, answer the question. Like, no, that's not okay, whatever. And then during OC, I was like, don't ask that. That's not okay. These women, it's something that the producers panel mentioned. Like there's an element, a huge element of bravery of these women showing their lives. And I think think yes. that's accurate I don't think that's bullshit and I also think like don't be cruel this woman obviously whatever she's going through with her husband I don't know but do not ask to publicly embarrass her or humiliate her husband in what will become a viral moment do you want to know if he's past the bar what do you think is going to happen sweetie you're doing that to be shady and I thought it was like crossing it a line in a way yes. that I was very uncomfortable with so we shamed the person essentially into like the whole place like everybody was unco- it was a mi- very mixed reaction. It was a vocally mixed reaction because it was gross. And so we just started saying no, 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 no. And she was she Emily said she was at one point she was like, OK, tell, like in a way of like, I don't know how to handle this. And then it got to a point where it was OK and we were able to move on. But it was like use your power for good and not evil. And that good can be being shady. But if you're going to be shady, know how to be shady. And if you yes. want to know how to be shady, 
do anything related and why, to and Ralph if Emily hasn't looked at the results yet why does she want to find out on stage in public in front of a thousand people yeah, plus fu- and I mean you're right. we talk a lot of shit about housewives per, you know on your podcast in my recaps whatever but at the end of the day these are people who bring us a lot of entertainment and I mean obviously if you're shelling out the money to come to BravoCon you love this shit too like why do you then want to be cruel to these people 100% so um, rest of OC happened went to battle the sexes I was intoxicated then I went out after and ate actual food with a couple people and became stone cold sober for the rest of the night was there anything else until the nighttime that was important to you for Saturday no yeah. I didn't love battle of the sexes I didn't love battle of the sexes yeah but whatever yeah it was it was weird and unorganized and I don't think they knew what the panel was nobody knew and um I think Jerry O'Connell is so he is obviously such a diehard bravo holic and I think that's great I don't know that he's the best like host because he brings a lot of energy. I think yes. I didn't see his hosted panels. I'm guessing he was probably better at that than he was this. I think he's so funny and I find him really entertaining every time he goes on watch what happens. Yes. And I would love to see him on a panel or moderating a panel, but not maybe that kind of thing. Although that might've just been, it was just maybe too much going on. Yeah. I, don't know. I think it was like, I don't know. And I they love didn't him. I know him. what the idea was and we didn't know what the idea was. And the people didn't seem like the people on the panel didn't know it was like a mix of people from below deck and Vanderpump and Southern charm and shot. Yeah. Like, I don't think they knew what it was and they didn't seem especially game and they weren't really answering any of the questions. And yeah, it was weird. I don't yeah, like it. Kate made a joke about the size of Jesus's dick, which did not land. <laughs> In the audience, I wasn't proud of, and they were used to no, they were not. They were not. It was joke. the first time I had ever seen Joao and Joao. Speaking of Joao, so I go to get food after whatever, and then Vanderpump rules. The after party happens. I did not go because it was an extra ticket, which I did not purchase. And but everybody who I talked to was disappointed in the event. Can you expand on that a little bit? So it was in the main ballroom. They were trying to make it kind of like a nightclub experience, but it was basically just a dance party. DJ James Kennedy was dancing and then DJing and DJing. And then uh, so it's in the ballroom with the Queens boxes on the side. And that's where all the Vanderpump rules people were like in this booth uh, above everybody. And so you couldn't really interact with them. You could just see them. And they were in a pen, essentially. Yeah. And they right. And they weren't taking letting taking pictures with people. But like you could give Katie your phone and Katie would take a picture of herself and then give you your phone back. If you were able to reach her, like depending on what level they were on, some people were like reaching and then the person would try to lean back if they could. And if they couldn't, um, you know, they would take a, a a short pick, but what, yeah, that's exactly it. So what happened was it was ostensibly a nightclub, except nobody was interested in dancing. Everybody just stood there. A thousand Did they people. pack up the chairs or was it still full of chairs on the floor? No chairs. Okay. And it looked great. And there was a main bar um, where I think at one point the Toms, I missed this because I was like, and I don't even know, but the Toms were like doing drinks. LVP came out at one point. I thought she was just going to do her little thing for 10 seconds and then leave, which is what it looks like was going to happen. She came on stage. Ken came on stage, pretended to do the like 
Michael Jackson with baby blanket thing where he's going to like throw Jiggy into the crowd, but he doesn't. God. We're like lifting over the balcony. Um, and then I thought they were just going to go to dinner. And then they ended up going back to the VIP area where it was literally just select Bravo celebrities plus the cast of Pump Rules and some of their friends and then people from Bravo. So I was with my ladies, my, the loves of my life with Bravo Batch and with our friends, um, Molly, who's covering the for Vulture, for Vulture which who is the replacement of Brian Moylan. <laughs> I mean, I love Molly dearly. She's a great writer. She has had every success in the world, <laughs> but she was once my intern <laughs> and she will always be my intern, Molly. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and Tracy, Morrissey, who's going to be on uh, AG in a couple weeks, um, who was covering the weekend for Entertainment Weekly and Jezebel. So we didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like we walk in, we see the pen, then the cast comes out, but they're not taking selfies with anyone. So we have our phones out to like do a selfie, but like we don't really know what's happening. Then we get onto the balcony level, but we're not it's like we're next door to the, yeah. but so we can see, we can like look in, but they're not coming out to interact with us and we don't know what's happening. And then we get a guardian angel who remains nameless, who says, come on in. So we went into the pen and we're just standing next to the Bravo Lebs for the rest of the night. And I was stone cold sober because I had gone through my turtle time afternoon and then I'd had tacos, chips and guac. And then I was like done. But I was so confused as to what was going on and I was trying to understand it. And then I realized I like didn't want to drink anything. And this wasn't I had an idea in my head. And because everything had been so like completely insane, fabulous. Yeah. That it took me a while to understand that like, oh, this is this isn't even really a photo opportunity it's people hoping they get a photo, which right. will likely never happen, or at right. least not in the way that they would. And when we were getting ready to go in, I was saying, I guess it'll maybe be some sort of programming thing. And I was thinking they would still figure out a way to do like photo op wall opportunities like they had at the actual right. photo ops. And that wasn't it. And the talent seemed uncomfortable, but I also think that they were exhausted and maybe slightly confused, but also like trying to understand what this was. And there were a lot of people and everybody was just earnestly begging for pics and it wasn't happening. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves going from looking into being in, in. So people are trying to give us phones and then people are contacting me because they're seeing me on social media. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> so I was getting texts and DMs of like, Hey, are you next to Lala right now <laughs> at a pump rolls thing? And yeah, like I was next to Lala and LVP, who I forced to take a selfie with me, and James and Ariana, who's like maybe an angel sent from heaven. Like, I love her. I think she was MVP from a Bravo Lab perspective for the entire weekend. She made sure that every single person that she interacted with had an actual moment. And that. I would say the vast majority of Bravo celebrities were on their very best behavior with a few exceptions, which is natural. These are human people. Yeah. And some people are just not interested in connecting in that way or are not making themselves available in that way, emotionally or spiritually or right. whatever. And I will say that that group, the people who were not really into it is a very, very small group. And even then 
they nobody was to my knowledge di- directly rude in any way to a fan i felt like overall no other than the very, people who were yeah. who were kind of bitchy at people who asked them bitchy questions which was understood like i right. think that cuz i think that you're just like defending right. the soul you're, that someone is attacking for it yeah. right so then the rest of the night I was just kind of like I was dancing, but I was also taking video and like in all of the photos and videos that I'm in, it's like my flashes on because I didn't I don't know understand technology. So like <laughs> it's, it's like you see a bright light and it's like um but it was great. Like Lala I've met before, I've interviewed her briefly for AG. She was wonderful. She made like jokes about like this is a really interesting thing to do sober, like because it is a really and she has been so public with her sober journey and I thought she was so connected to people and to the crowd and to trying to like dance and like enjoy. And they, you know, uh, uh, announced the song that she and James are going to launch. That's not currently publicly available. And Did I got, they play it. Yeah. And Is it any good. I don't remember, but I was like dancing next to her during it, but I don't, she was like doing like move. She was doing the breaststroke as well. Maybe that's something we bonded over and just like without saying it. Um, but she was doing like fun, creative, um, uh, dancing stuff. I think Lisa was very tired, but she was like, she had her game face on and was like doing her very best. The guys from Summer House were having just a three hour orgasm. They have oh never been as happy and excited in their entire lives. Joao was doing a great job of like interacting with fans. I was next to him for a while and he was like passing the phone and was like excited and happy. And I think he was with his girl. I, th- I couldn't figure out if the woman he was with was his girlfriend or his sister. I think it was his girlfriend. Did you see Sheena Shea's new boyfriend who was in attendance all weekend? I was in next to Sheena Shea's boyfriend for a while and was just trying not to melt he is liquid sex he looks like i don't know i there's no comparison to he's super la looking from he, what i can yes. tell like big tall muscly man bun definitely does yoga definitely eats kale and he <laughs> and he took the man bun out at the end so like he had his lion's mane and he's just right there. And I was like, I don't even know. Like I couldn't talk to him at one point. He like made one dancing move to me and I like literally just stood there and was like, I don't, I, we do not speak the same language. Right. So we are I, not the same species we, of human. We are not the same species. We, they haven't invented you yet. They like made yeah. you in a lab. Um, so that was uh, fun. And so, and so it was just like, it was just like a, I left feeling weird. I left feeling weird because I understood that I went from like looking in to being in, but I still felt I was looking in while I was in. And I felt like being in should make me really happy. It's like that whole thing was like, and I did not feel any happier being inside. I just, I felt guilty for being inside, but I was so appreciative for being inside and I liked being inside, but I also, I don't know. It was, it was, there was a lot happening. It, like I went through, I had a little bit of like a, a, a quarter life plus two years or minus four, depending on how you look at it. Crisis. <laughs> while, while it just like, it was just, it was like a lot. It felt like a lot. And then I left and I just like, I think a lot of people left and just like needed time to recover from it. It was like the one part of the night where there was just a lot. And I think that, I think a lot of people were, stressed out which has nothing to do with the quality of the event it was just like there was so much hope that people had that there were people that stood at hundreds and hundreds of people that stood at that pen that were desperately they were putting the thing on their phone so it could like scroll and be like lala please use my phone so you had to read it people that had stuff they wanted to get signed there was nobody it was and if you put those people on the floor with everybody in that crowd 
they would have been devoured. Right. There like, was so no it's, win. It's, it's, right. I don't know what the win is. And it's it's one of those things that I, I don't think it was a bad idea to do at all. I just think that if people are in the room with these people that they have watched on TV for years that they love so much, if you're going to ask them to dance with their friends or new friends, whatever, or anxiously crowd around them for right. hours. And I would do, I was doing the exact same thing. I was desperate, not desperately, but I mean, you know. Um, I was trying to get that like a photo moment or get some sort of moment. And so it was a lot. My favorite moment. I almost feel like you need them to bartend because then it's like you can go and interact with them and they're, they're safely on the other side of the. (laughs) Allegedly, that's what the Toms were doing at one point, which I missed. My favorite moment might be when. Oh, God, I forget who it was. I think it was like Ariana tilting backward like she was like some sort of like Pilates all star, which she must be as well to position her body to be in a selfie with people that were like down below. And Raquel looked at her and she looked at myself and friends at Bravo Batch and she was like, I'm so proud of her. It is so hard to do that. Oh, my God. And I am so proud. And Raquel was like the sweetest most beautiful lamb she looked so pretty she had like the little like sequin stuff in her hair which was a much better fancier version of what I used to have in my hair when I was like 13 which was like attached with velcro rhinestones that I got at Claire's that was like buy one get 17 free like (laughs) I really appreciated that that was actually maybe my favorite moment of pump rolls that and like I'm so being proud next to Jiggy. Her. I'm so proud of her. So anyway, oh God, Raquel, we need to get to Sunday and then wrap. So that was pump rolls. Oh my God. Amazing. Phenomenal. Sunday. I went and waited in line for real houses, Beverly Hills photos, which I talked about. I went to, um, the Real Houses of Beverly Hills, which we talked about. Real Houses of Beverly Hills just was awful. It was probably my... The moderator was not good. Not good. And maybe they were told not to ever speak about LVP. But it was strange because in other separate panels, Dorit would be asked shady questions about LVP and she would answer or she would answer cheekily and something changed. And I think... I think maybe she just got sick of it because... And at one point, the moderator did say, like, people, she's not on the show anymore. And I get it. In that, but that's the last thing we saw. So even though they've moved on to this new season, they can't talk about it yet, but they don't want to talk about the old season. So it was like they had nothing to say. But you can't use the um, defense she was already on or she's no longer on because we talked to Eileen was talked about. There was no problem. Kim Richards was talked about. There was no problem. Brandy was talked about. There was no problem. But because of LVP's power at Bravo, something happened where it seemed like these women and the moderator just felt uncomfortable in a way that I hadn't seen. It was different than discomfort of talking about someone that you don't like. It felt like it was being cut off at the knees. And that was very upsetting. And the other thing that was, cause it's, you, you got to talk about it. And the other thing is like, we are at this live show. People were there Sunday only. So this was maybe right. their first panel and their first introduction to the event. And they were at an event where, where housewives were either dead silent or saying, what do you guys think instead of ask, answering a question or, um, completely shutting down anything that was like an interesting question raised or saying, 
Um, you got to watch next season. And you are in a room of people who have paid hundreds or thousands of dollars to attend. The concern is not that they are not going to watch what happens next season. You are talking to people who right. are already watching, who watch so much that they want to watch you just talk live at an event that's likely outside their home state. Yeah. So for you to answer, watch what happens. We are already watching what happens. We thought when we were going to sit down, we were going to watch something else happen. Right. So don't tell us to watch a TV show that you know that we know we are already <laughs> going to watch. Give us something. And it was, I heard from so many people after who were so angry. And I don't think that that was necessarily the moderator's fault. But I do think that if these women were coached in anything, they misunderstood it or they were well, self-coaching and it did not go off very well. The, the moderator was asking a lot of questions about like, Style oh, what's coming up on this next season? 40 or, minutes on your fashion. Right. And and like, I mean, so he was asking questions that they couldn't answer. And so he needed to find new questions to ask, but couldn't figure out what those questions were. Or they just flat out refused to answer. Like the saving grace for some of it was Rena, who was also then going up to make sure that Dorit was defended properly and was also not being super right. forthcoming. And then, by the way, I'm so sorry. I know that friend of your heart, if not Andy's girls, because she hasn't yet graced us with her presence. And I would love to pat the puss even though I technically watched her do it and instruct us accordingly at BravoCon but Erica Jane was not being forthcoming about stuff in a way that she could have been I mean she was answering things like who 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 do you want to collaborate with right I know that we're all special snowflakes and like we keep different things close to our heart but that wasn't somebody asking about financial lawsuits facing Tom that was a relatively generic question asked by someone who started by saying you are like the light of my life who are you interested you could have just referenced anything and instead she said I'm going to keep that close to my heart but thank you so much I don't know that there could have been a better softball question that also (laughs) helps you promote Chicago the musical which you know I'm going to go to and I'm going to love every second of it and it's going to promote her tour which you know everybody's going to continue going and loving to why not answer that if you're not going to answer the big stuff if you're not going to start the hard stuff give us a softball give us something otherwise what are we here for fair also there should have been an erica jane concert at BravoCon. if there had been an erica jane concert instead of other stuff a nighttime thing that would have made a lot of sense because the thing with erica jane is that's a great point and she is a actual performer before she was right. like, she has had erica Erica Jane precedes Housewives, which is why Erica Jane is canon in a way that Countess and Friends will never be. It's a real thing. It's like, and also she's a nightclub performer. Have your Vanderpump Rules party and Erica Jane does three numbers. Yeah. And she does, you know, the songs from that, you know, from the show. And Yeah. yeah. Speaking of performing, my biggest regret the thing that I wish I didn't understand. I like can't work out for dumb health reasons because my body doesn't know how to um, uh, process sweat, which is a lot of fun. Um, I will regret for the rest of my life not going to work out. And I thought it was a genuine, going to be a genuine cardio thing, work out with Dorinda, which I did not realize Andy was also going to be at. I thought it was going to be a cardio thing similar to when it happened on New York. So I was like, I don't want to be in the room and like look awkward because I can't actually participate, even though I would ordinarily love it. And then I found out after the fact that it was like the highlight for so many people. Yes, people loved it. Did you go? No, I didn't go. 
go so upset because I, didn't go. I knew it was going to be in the main hall with chairs and i was like it's going to be dorinda in a room full of people that just want to take pictures with right. her, trying to get them to do aerobics and they don't want to do it right and i was like yeah, I can't. And that's when I was waiting in line for pictures for Beverly Hills. And I think, and that's the thing you were talking about, about the Sophie's choices is right. like, do you want pictures or do you want to go to this thing with Dorinda? Right. And, you know, we all had to make those choices. And instead, I went to Orange County because I just feel like if Shannon is in this space, I need to be in that space. I with mean, her. also fair because she's your fave. Right. She is my boo. She's my boo. Although I did tell Portia, I literally during the photo op did say to Portia, you are the most important housewife that there ever was and there I ever love- will be. Portia. And then she's like, can we hug? And I was like, absolutely. And then we posed with Kenya, who was like a little biz. She like gave off a little Bethany vibe, vibe not in a disrespectful way, but I think that she was like posing for, and she was, she was, she was like, get her done. Let's yeah. right, but like not in any kind of disrespectful way. She has a different energy than Portia does, which we see on the show. That's why Kenya's great. And that's why Portia's great. They're different people. Um, and I love that they were like riffing off of each other. And it was wonderful. Like Portia and Portia, like breaking her foot and then being a wheel. I mean, that's like an iconic photo. That is an iconic photo. Oh my God. I need to frame it. it. Yeah. It's crazy. And it was great when she and came like, out and everybody was like, what the hell? She, and she was carried out of the wheelchair and then placed on the couch. And then when she was wheeled out for the, it was just like, there was a lot happening there and she was in like the most fabulous Versace dress because she kept saying she was trying to distract from the boot with her boobs like oh my god and those boobs everything. were perilous they were everything um but so when I waited in line for uh pictures with Beverly Hills I ran into two women who I met on vacation with Vicky last year who, who are from uh Sacramento they're cousins and oh they're amazing god. and like we made friends on vacation with Vicky. We follow each other on Instagram. We like DM back and forth, whatever, still to this day. And then I saw that they were here and I was like, oh my God, we have to hang out. And so we waited in line for pictures. Then we did the, you know, hangout. We went to the Housewives Museum. We did shit like that. We were walking down the street to the Housewives Museum and Jerry O'Connell just like strides up to us like, hey oh guys, are God. you going to the thing? And then we're walking. We walked like two blocks with Jerry O'Connell. He's just like chatting with us. And I love him so much. Yeah, he was just and he like, was sitting in things. He was he's a genuine brownaholic. Yeah, I love him so. I so appreciate dressed up his as service. Captain Lee. He was dressed up as Ken Todd. Oh God, I love he him was so taking much. pictures with everybody. He was just like living for it. So I did that. And then I went to a little summer house thing because I love summer house. My dream threesome is Kyle and Carl. But I guess my husband would have to be invited because that's also his dream threesome. He can take photos. Yeah, exactly. He can film. Um, And Kyle and Carl, they better not be lying. Say that at a party in this upcoming season they make out. And that's all I wanted to hear. (laughs) That was your rose of the weekend. Yes. And the thorn is if it doesn't happen. And the thorn is if it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But the summer house thing was weird because, oh, and I totally forgot. We went to, um, this was one of my roses, even though it's kind of awful. But so after we waited in line for pictures for Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Right after that, DJ James Kennedy was in this small space, like DJing. And we're like, okay, we're here. We might as well see DJ James Kennedy. And so it's like 100 people, if maybe 75, like, <laughs> cr- crowd in front of this stage. 
and he starts DJing and he's playing music and he's like, yeah, I wish it was louder too. Like he was obviously hungover, not happy to be there no, early. No, he's at a... sober. Oh, he, is he? He said to Page Six that he's five months sober. He announced at BravoCon. Well, good for him. That's just his natural personality. Is oh. His personality is hungover, but it is done without um uh, drugs or alcohol. But he was happy not to be up early on a Carb Sunday. Carb-free, no pasta. In this tiny venue, DJing, and yeah, and everyone stood there for like five minutes and listened to him play a few songs and then left. And then DJ James Kennedy was just standing there at his turntable with Raquel by his side like, okay. Um, which I thought was amazing. I so appreciate him. And then I went to summer. I went to summer house, which was a very small panel and Kyle and Carl were wasted, (laughs) but that's all I wanted. I was like, great. God bless them. Yeah. And then after that I left and I was like, whoa, I could like barely walk. And I went to dinner with a friend and then I started to feel weird. I think I was having like (laughs) some kind of like, I was like drunk on Bravo. I think we were all coming down. I felt like we were altered. Like we were on a drug and we were coming off of it. And I didn't know what those like after effects were going to be. And it was so weird in that you're in this environment that's so Bravo all day and you're with these people who know what you're talking about and you're walking down the street like from venue to venue and hearing people talk about the shows and whatever even I was in my hotel which isn't close to the venue so it was down in Chelsea it was Sunday morning and I smartly stashed a bunch of muffins from the free breakfast into my bag because I knew there'd be no food so smart and there are these two women and one goes oh I'm gonna go to the room and get ready and her friend goes goodbye Kyle and I'm like Oh, our people are everywhere. They're everywhere. And so I went from that environment. And both nights I went out to dinner with friends afterwards who are not Bravo people. And it was just like going from drowning in Bravo. To nothing Bravo. them being like, oh, who are Kyle and Carl? And why do you care that you saw them? And so it was really strange to go from like you know, the sauna right to the plunge pool. P.S. Kyle had to leave at the, like the very, very end of the uh, Beverly Hills panel. because She had to catch a flight and the entire audience of a million and a half people all yelled out. Goodbye, Goodbye Kyle. Kyle. And which it was, was like, magical. That was the best part of the panel. That, oh was, the my God, that panel. was the best part of the panel. Was saying goodbye, Kyle, which lasted two seconds. Yeah. Um, last night I did uh, Countess and Friends, which started an hour late and everyone had started turtle timing three days prior. And so there were, um, I did not want to sit down. So I was texting with people in the audience and then I was just kicking with some of the turtle timers, all of these wonderful women in all kinds of sequins the entire time and had a ball. I almost literally, like I was laughing so hard. I started crying at one point, like all of these women, a lot of different personalities, a lot of different everything. I love all of them. I genuinely truly loved every moment and every interaction I had over the course of the several hours that Where I was at. Where was the show? It was at Hammerstein. It, uh, it was at the large space. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense because they were, I was like, oh, they're having trouble selling tickets because at, like we, I kept getting emails. Right. Like you can sell my tickets to the counters. You can sell my tickets to the counters. But that makes sense because it was in that giant space. It was in a huge space. It looked pretty well filled, but people were sort of losing their minds and booing at a certain point before because they were like, when the fuck is this starting? And they had someone do comedy, Jade, who's the new host of Talk Stoop, I think, which was announced at BravoCon, who was doing comedy, which was 
you know, like the whole thing with Lou's show is like it's Lou mixed with like people who are very, very New York, who are genuinely right. like Cat Cohen, like doing like edgy New York comedy that's like genuinely very, very good and like groundbreaking, you could say. But that kind of energy isn't great for these specific BravoCon attendees. No, and Cabaret is inherently an intimate experience. Right. And you put it in this giant hall and it's not the same I experience. don't think it transferred. Plus, it was an hour late. The set itself looked beautiful. But they had this woman doing comedy where it was all like not it was not it was not that crowd. Who were the other friends? One guy. If I remember correctly, but again, I was not, I was at the bar the whole time one and like wandering. And, um, I took a video that I will be posting to social media, which was a lot of fun. Uh, cause I am an insane person. Um, but it was what I, if I remember correctly, it was one guy who I do not know. And I, you know, I've done a right. lot of musical theater production stuff. Um, who sang, who came out twice. They did not have Darren Carp, who's wonderful friend of the pod did some like, sass and was like playing to the crowd before it started but it literally did not start until an hour after it was supposed to and these were very very drunk people so people were leaving during the show um it should have been all the friends should have been housewives with other singles like what they should have done is guys counted some friends and the friends are melissa gorga singing what's on display that would have been like kim zolziak beerman doing tardy for the party like you know and i know that's like a lot of money to shell out to get these people to perform blah 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 but you have enough people who perform and they're there like get them to it was weird that for the weekend where you had access to so many people there were no I mean like Deandra was there I think Leanne might have been there but in the audience like what I didn't understand it felt it was confusing to me because every other event event including pump rolls had a mix of other Bravo celebrities and also the wow factor like the wow factor for pump rolls was that it was the entire cast plus right. unexpectedly these other Bravo lebs like Lou it was truly if I remember correctly and again it was the end of a long night after four days we're now on day five and I am interviewing a housewife tomorrow so I have a six day for an hour long <laughs> interview I mean do you have a real people job I do I mean <laughs> There are emails I'm ignoring that I have to get to when we finish recording this 14-hour episode that we're, I swear to you, almost done with. We're in, we gotta go. Like, there's other shit right. happening. People, no one is listening to this part of the podcast. Literally nobody. Um, But, yeah, it, I don't remember what we were just saying. Oh, but it was just strange to me. It was, like, strange to me that this was the final finale thing. People were ready to, like complete their rum spring uh, and like nothing there right. was and nothing. it wasn't like a huge blowout and it wasn't a huge blowout but I still had fun and then after that and I was not supposed to go to the Lou show but team Lou offered me and I was like great and then they were like do you want to go backstage after and I honestly to do an interview and I I I we made friends with some of the turtle timers shout out to Mindy from Florida we were gonna meet up at a bar with them at a hotel bar I don't know if Mindy made it but to a bar, but it certainly wasn't the one that we agreed to with our binding oh, verbal Mindy. So we ended up having a brief turtle time and then I got home and then I could not fall asleep. And then I ate like 900 gluten-free crackers and called it a day. Oh and my now God. we're here. Yeah. I went to dinner with a friend and then I was like, I need to go lie in bed. And then I went home and I lied in bed. And what did I do? I lied in bed and watched the Watch Travis Live special on Bravo in my hotel room. I got home last night and I started watching a couple episodes of Orange County season 12. I don't know why. 
I don't know why. I mean, I don't good know why. for you. I don't know why. Yeah, but can't, I just can't stop. Can't quit. I need to lay there, and I knew I was coming to do this today, and <laughs> I was like, I woke up like. Bleh. I did not. I honestly, I feel still like alive, dead. But it was allegedly. I'm alive. Amazing. It was amazing, and I cannot. I understood the the like. I didn't understand what what I was going to experience, but I understood while I was experiencing it how fortunate I was and also how incredibly generous they were. And being a very, very, very small part of the programming was like a complete thrill just for me, like on on the inside of my tum. And um, and it was great. It was a truly great weekend. And I haven't really processed it. Honestly, I have a lot of videos and a lot of photos and I'm just going to start fucking putting that shit out because it was craziness but i will and this is going to sound really cheesy but really the best part of me for me was just talking to all the people and meeting yeah. all these people from all over the country yeah who were just so nice and so cool and speak your language yeah. and totally get you yeah and yeah and just being in that environment for a whole weekend and everyone i talked to was like we'll be back next year I so mean, when is next, next year, year are going to be impossible. Nine million dollars. When is next year? I mean, like, and I, I think in my head, like, New York is huge because you have so many East Coast. When is BravoCon LA? Because right. There are is that so next many year? casts in LA. Oh no! Please, Bravo HQ, do not, don't stop doing New York to do LA. Just add on LA and stop whatever other work you're doing and just do BravoCons well, everywhere. I want fifteen a year. I will go to every single one. Well, my husband owns an apartment in LA. Oh so my god! I mean. I mean, there's an air mattress waiting for you. We need to talk because I want to do some. Okay, well, we're going to talk. We have to talk, <laughs> to talk about that for a trip I might be doing for AG in a little bit. Um, Brian James Moylan, this was a pleasure. Anything, your rose we talked about, your thorn we talked about. It was such a thrill to experience this with you. Our first social interaction that was I not know. directly we, related to being on my couch and texting or whatever. I know. We emailing. got to take selfies. Yeah. It was wonderful. Our selfie while we were in our little VIP sitch in the big theater is going to be the episode selfie. So if you guys aren't following um, Brian Moylan's uh, social media handle, which tell the people those social media handles. I'm um, at Brian J. Moylan everywhere. And then uh, right now I'm doing Real Housewives of Orange County every Tuesday night on Vulture.com. And Instagram uh, at Dame Galley, Twitter at Sarah Galley. If you guys took photos, I think a lot. Yeah. If you guys took photos. Um, of yourselves in AG merch or yourselves with me or whatever, post them, tag me. I'll let you know if I don't think I look cute. And then then you will take that shit down. (laughs) Ah, That's how it works. Um, I'm a tyrant. Um, uh, at Dame Galley, Twitter at Sarah Galley, um, tons of vids that I will be rolling out. It's just been a lot. You guys, it's been a lot. I'm going through a six day stretch. It's a six day stretch. I can't believe myself tomorrow. I have to, I have to prepare for tomorrow. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I always wing it. You've been on the show. No, because I have done that before and we will talk about that when we stop recording. Got it. Um, but yep. So that's some scoop that maybe you guys. Except my total time. Um, and look forward to that Real Housewife interview. Um, Hopefully coming soon. soon. Hopefully coming soon. Bravo Con. I mean, my can't God. wait for next year. Can't wait. Mazel. Mazel to us all. Thank okay. You. Bye, guys. Thank you and good night. <laughs>